This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Want to earn extra cash for the holidays? Amazon Flex is expanding in the San Francisco Bay Area. Opportunities in Richmond, Oakland, and Daly City. Earn around $20 to $27 an hour delivering packages with Amazon. All you need is a car, a smartphone, and some free time. This is a great opportunity to be your own boss, deliver when you want, and make extra money. With Amazon Flex, you'll have flexible hours and great earnings. To get started, download the app at flex.amazon.com. That's F-L-E-X dot Amazon.com. You must be at least 21 years old. Limited opportunities available. Get started at flex.amazon.com. You are listening to NBC Sports Radio. Sports Radio. Weekend six is the Two Robbies Football Show. Your number one source for Premier League football on NBC Sports Radio. Now, your hosts, Robbie Musto and Robbie Earl. Robbie Earl. Hello and welcome to the Two Robbies Football Show here on NBC Sports Radio with myself, Robbie Musto, and my partner in crime, Robbie Earl. Back at it again today, Rob, after an international break last weekend on a day today that I thought illustrated the power of goals, late goals to change outcomes, reactions and narratives. You just go through some of them. The late goal at Old Trafford, Spurs, a late penalty with Harry Kane, Yaya Torre's late winner for City, Everton's late equaliser against Swansea City. Huge goals and defining goals. Let's start with the biggest game today, though, my friend, and Man United against Arsenal at Old Trafford. It looked like Man United were going to get the valuable win until this happened. Oxlade-Chamberlain. Skimming past Rashford and a dominant header by Olivier Giroud. The buccaneering bludgeon may well have earned a gunner's point at Old Trafford. Well, mostly if you Manchester United, it's a draw that feels like a, a hurtful loss. I think if you're Arsenal, it's a draw that feels like a, a big victory. And, you know, as much as United were the better team and dominated possession and controlled the game for long periods, they didn't kill Arsenal off. And we have to, you know, I saw on the broadcast today, we have to look at this Arsenal team and say, well, well, what have we learned? What, 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 what have we, we gained from, from an Arsenal performance where it wasn't brilliant, didn't play that well? Certainly their attacking players didn't really turn up. I thought Alexis gave it his best, despite being bandaged up from, from, like, from head to toe getting through the game. The Ramsey didn't really feature in the game. Theo Walcott got caught, bogged in traffic. Ozil was no big influence, but from one nutmeg on, on Michael Carrick. So, in attacking sense, they, they didn't turn up. We didn't see the beautiful football, but they got a point. And what I liked, I, I kind of put two, two little boxes in terms of what did I like today? Well, they've got a goalkeeper, Rob, who can win you a title. That, that's that's mm. a, a given. They've got a better squad. These better probably management of injuries. And that leads me into, you know, they can have game changers off the bench, which happened. And today they hung in in a game where Arsene Wenger said it, Theo Walcott said it, a number of the players after the game said, that was a game maybe last year we would have lost. So those are the things you, you take from it. One thing I didn't like, Robin, and I know we'll, we'll talk about different areas of the, of the game, but 
during the, the, the post-match interview, Arsene Wenger said something that I thought was really strange when he said his team came out, and I wonder if they were a little bit nervous about the record, not doing well at Old Trafford and not winning games. And I just feel that I smell a little bit of fear, and he uses the word nervousness a lot around this group. Sometimes as, as the manager, I, I don't want to hear that from him. I, want, I don't want it to hear the negative or that this team could be a little bit sensitive to things. I, I want him to be on the front foot. Listen, Jose Mourinho has won titles, has made a habit of running titles, not playing well in getting points. And that's what Arsenal did today. And you know what? If Jose Mourinho did it, he wouldn't be talking about what they didn't do or what they feared. He'd be saying, you know what? That's a good point on, on the road to where we're trying to get to. Yeah, I mean, listen, uh, Rebecca kind of asked me after the show or, or after the game, she, she threw a question to me uh, and said, we're Arsenal lucky today. And I, I, I think I said on the broadcast that, yeah, I think they're a little bit lucky. But the more I thought about it, I thought, well, no, there was yeah. nothing lucky about mm -hmm. that goal. It was a really well-crafted goal, good substitutions mm -hmm. that did great work and the, and the centre forward that comes on and does his job and scores a goal. So I think... You know, I wanted to see something different from Arsenal. I wanted to be corrected that they have got a mental ability, that they've changed that side of the game to go there and get a, get a result in a big game. They've got a result. I don't mm -hmm. care if they had one shot on target. I don't care if they play scrappy. I don't no. care if, if mm -hmm. Ozil and Sanchez and everybody else didn't do what they normally do. Because they that's got the stick we've result. beat them with in the past. Yes, right, I've done that. We've beat yeah. them with in the past. That, oh, they can't do ugly. They can't stay in games. They can't. Well, they did today and didn't play well. And almost should take a little bit of pride in that because we know on good days, they'll turn people over. There's not a problem. But what about the bad days? Do you think... Was it, did you see anything today? You've talked about them being a little bit nervous. I've kind of yeah. given credit um, yeah. when they struggled at times. Uh, are you seeing enough mentality change, enough change in the team, apart from injuries, and we know about the new players? You know, I, I think there's something mm. else, an X factor that has to improve. I'm not sure that I'm, I'm bowled over today by Arsenal's, um, but I just I, think we've got to give them a bit of credit for getting, getting that point. Yeah. Do you, do you know the, the answer to your question? And, and, I, and I thought this might be coming out, and I was thinking to myself, OK, if I'm in that Arsenal camp, what is it? That, what I'm thinking, Rob, is that they should be able to take something away from today and take it with them so mm. that we can go to places that we're not in games. If we hang in there and keep it just at one, we can, we, we'll find a way to get a goal. We've got enough people in the team who can score goals. Can they sort of take part of what happened today, part of not playing well, and take that with them on the road when they might be away at a, a Burnley, a West Brom, a, a difficult, a Stoke City, and it's not going well, and people talk about the weather and all the things. Can they go back to that day and say, remember at Old Trafford where we dug one out? Come on, we can do that again. That's what I think they've got to take, Rob, because I, we know over the course of a season, 70% of the games Arsenal will dominate, have possession, and win. It's that 30% that we've talked about, the November time and the bad days for Arsenal. What's a bad day for Arsenal? Well, a bad day today for Arsenal was going to Old Trafford, being outplayed, had less possession, probably less possession or, or similar possession, but got a point in the end and, and, and saw people come off the bench. And I want to go to Giroud because I know he, he's very divisive between you and I and whatever. But I talked about the need for Giroud at this football club is important. Now, Alexis Sanchez... Wasn't quite at the rate. He'd obviously had this hamstring injury. He wasn't, you know, he'd been on it national duty. 
Now might be the time where you need three or four Giroud games. And you might put Alexis on the left. You might rest him once Do you, do you twice. think it's time to start Giroud? Is that what you're saying? You should I, start I'm just saying now. that's a good option to have now. He, he's in good goals going for him. He's confidence up. He's, he, he come on. He, he's feeling part of thing. He said, I come on and did my job. Just feel like it might be the time to plug him in, Rob, and go, Bump, there's two or three games now. You get a little rest for Alexis or, or Ozil who might just need a, a little one out. You know, you can change things up in the wide areas. And, and this might be what I'm calling Giroud time. It might be his time to come in and show that he... Listen, if he isn't going to be that 20-goal-a-season man that you say win a title, he's going to be the guy that comes in that gets you 10, but 10 really important ones. Still too early for me. Still too early. I still like what he's doing off the bench. He's come off the bench many times now and scored important goals. I like that situation. I like Alexis up front. I know um, you see see him come on and score, and it makes you think that he should start. I I think that Wenger shouldn't start him. I think they should continue. When you look back at this, this is a good point on the road and no no reason just yet um, to change that, that, that striker. Just a quick line on, on Granit Xhaka. Yeah. The, the, a $45 million midfield mm. player doesn't get in this game. Yeah. Don't, What's going on? Is he, is he not good not enough? Sure, is he not time? sure. What's going on? Because I look at, the, at those two, Coughlin and Elneny, and if you're asking me like areas of where, not sure still about those two as a pair, maybe one with somebody else, but I'm not sure those two together really, I think, can dominate, can hold in big games, can, can be resilient enough uh, away from home to, to stop penetration, stop teams having good possession around your 18-yard box. So there seems to be something in Shaka. One minute it seems like he's got the manager's trust and he's in the team. The next minute he's out. That's definitely an area we'll have to keep an eye on. Obviously, Kazola coming back in would certainly be, I think, a first choice back in there. Ramsey didn't think he quite was his normal self today. His timing of runs, he, he ran into a few sort of cul-de-sacs. Whether he comes back as a holding midfield player, we'll have to see. Let's also talk about Manchester United, Rob, because mm. this was a decent performance by them today and obviously there was no Zlatan. Rooney came on to, to good applause from the fans and, and would have played his part, he felt, in, in, in getting the goal. Um, but Manchester United, Rob, 12 games on, where are we with, with Jose Mourinho in, in this team? How much more do we know than we did when, before a ball was kicked at the start of the season? This, this is a slow burner. This is a slow burner. And, I, and I'm still I, I'm stunned at how, how the results have gone with this squad, with this manager, with the money they spent, with some of the best players now at the football club. I think myself and I think the United fans, I thought you heard the reaction from the fans today. They were shouting the manager's name. Yeah. I think this is going to be a difficult and a slowly improving squad and a team. I think they played well today, not spectacular. They weren't good enough um, Mm. to get two goals up to to secure the game. But you can't say that they didn't play some nice football. And I think Podba's settling down more. I think he's more becoming more of an influence. And I think the lineup. I think defensively, he's with Phil Jones and and Rojo. They're doing doing well. It's good to get Valencia back. Mm. So I think there's positives there. But I I shouldn't be talking about... (laughs) <laughs> I, I don't know. I just feel I feel that w- the expectation levels have dropped, and it's kind of okay for United to play quite well and not win. I think that's two wins in nine now, isn't mm, it? Two wins yeah. in nine Premier League games is, is awful when you consider um, you know the signings and the manager. But they played well. But how long do we say mm. they're playing well but not getting the results? Interesting one, Robin. I just want to give you the big question just before we get to the break. I was looking at the two teams today. I was looking at the two managers, and I was thinking to myself, which one of these guys, Jose Mourinho or Arsene Wenger, 
wins a title next with the clubs they're at. Not if they move to somewhere else, wins a Premier League title. with Can Jose Mourinho do it at Manchester United before Wenger does get his, his, probably his last one at, at Arsenal? Who, who'd be favourite for you? I, I still think Wenger's slightly ahead right now. Do yeah no yeah. I'd 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 put my money on on Jose Mourinho winning a title a, before a title. Wenger absolutely yeah I don't think Arsene Wenger's going to win this season who knows if he'll be there next season I think Jose Mourinho won't win it this season but I have to think he's got a bigger chance um, of winning the title before Arsene Wenger absolutely well interesting Robin another big game of the day it was on as even where United were the better team and Arsenal were probably the happier with the result. After the break, we'll turn our attention to a Liverpool team that couldn't stop scoring and a Spurs team that couldn't stop drawing. You're listening to the Two Robbies Football Show on NBC Sports Radio. We'll be back in a tick. Everyone present and accounted for. Let's get back to it. This is NBC Sports Radio. Welcome back to the Two Robbies Football Show here on NBC Sports Radio. Now, Robbie Earl, my friend. Let's go to North London. And what a game this was. Spurs 3, West Ham United 2. And at the top of the show, Rob, I talked about the power of goals and how yeah. it changes narratives and, and outcomes and storylines. I mean, you, you're writing notes about Spurs being off-colour and West Ham's fantastic performance in a 5-4-1, a lot of it in the second half, and what a great performance it was. And then at 68th minute, they go up with Lanzini's penalty, and then somehow they find a way to lose the game. What did you yeah. make of this one? Well, I think in, in some respects, it was, it was the kind of game, the kind of performance, even the way the performance, I think it's what Spurs needed. Spurs were sitting sort of, you know, fifth in the table, the only unbeaten team in the league. And Mm. all due respect, I think, hadn't really kicked on. We're we're kind of treading water. We're showing us a bit of Spurs, but we hadn't really seen the true Spurs. Obviously, Kane's been injured. A couple of weeks of training for him, even with being in the international uh, fold, will will have helped, will have sharpened him. But it also shows, Rob, and and, and we can talk as much about tactics and systems and players. It shows about the value of a centre-forward, Rob. A centre-forward who, for long periods of the game, was on the periphery, wasn't really having his best moment. And then, as Lee Dixon said in commentary, hang around the penalty box, be in the right place. He does, and in two minutes he gets two goals. Goes from nowhere to man of the match, to three massive points, to, to a huge boost for this Tottenham team and all of a sudden things have changed and and that's what Spurs have that's what West Ham don't have at the moment the kind of player you know some of what they bought in last last year are not fit some of what they bought in last in the summer are not good enough for for West Ham the 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 summer transfers I don't think have been that great but isn't that a bit harsh Rob aren't you being a bit harsh when you consider this performance and and Harvard Norvite the substitute comes in he goes to ground slides in and the whole the whole aspect of the game changes. If he doesn't do that, Correct. then at least but, they get a draw. And our, and our, well, and those our are the details, totally Rob. Those were the things last season where, where they were going away. I remember going to Arsenal and places with, with Oxford, uh, Reese Oxford in the team and winning because they weren't making those mistakes because they were more disciplined, they were more composed, they were more concentrated. The, the Winston Reid thing tells me everything a, l- a little bit about West Ham at the moment. Yes, I know you're disappointed. Of course he's disappointed that his team have given up. But he, he, he commits a foul on Harry Kane. Then he looks to go shouting at the referee. He two yellow cards in, in less than 
a couple of minutes. He's now off. He now misses misses a game next weekend against Manchester United. They can ill afford. That's indiscipline, Rob. And if that runs through your team, if that starts in your team, you've got problems. You know, their top score at the moment, a right-back turn centre-forward, Michael Antonio, who looks the only one who, who's, who's giving them a real goal threat from, from set-pieces. So there's a bit of work for Slavin Bilic to do. I think, obviously, once he gets some players back fit, once he gets some players back in the team, they will be fine. I don't see them as relegation, but in, in terms of Spurs, I would say no. There's a, there's a different level of quality that they had today, and, and that was the difference. Did, much, did Pochettino fiddle around a little bit too much in this game? Mm. He went with this 4-4-2 mm. diamond, and, and it didn't really work out. He went yeah. in an area where West Ham were very, very strong. And Vincent Janssen. Oh, Vincent uh, Janssen. Uh, let's oh, talk dear. about him again. Without being Soldado. He's a 22-year-old Soldado. Oof. But is, it, is he going to be... It, not good play? enough, Rob. I, I, I've, given, I've given it 12 games, and I didn't want to make a knee-jerk. Looks like his arms and his legs go in the right direction, but he ain't moving. He's like the cartoon character, seems to be on the same spot. He's willing, he'll chase <laughs> things. But I'm talking about quality. I'm talking about now being a top four team with six big teams in the league. I'm talking about trying to win a title. Vincent Janssen is not good enough. The pairing with him... Will he ever can... be good enough? Will he ever be good enough? No, I'm, well... At the moment, Spurs can't afford to nurse him through because they may be losing games. Let's say Harry Kane didn't play today. Let's say they put him on the bench and the goals don't come. Spurs lose the game 2-1. It's a whole different thing. They've got to have a striker who comes in. And My big worry for, for Spurs and Pochettino is what if Harry picks up another niggle for two or three weeks, which happens, Rob. We know what we've all played and sometimes you come back from an injury, train a bit hard and you, you catch something else. What if his form drops? He, he has four or five games when he doesn't score. You mentioned it on the broadcast today. Who's coming in with the next set of goals? Deli Ali or Deli as we call him now? Yes, maybe may the, the next guy, but not enough from wide. My friend Christian Eriksen not giving you enough. Hung Min Sung come on, and I would rather at the it's moment good. have what he's giving me than, than Christian mm. Eriksen who's got all this talent, but I'm not seeing enough from him from a team that want to be up the top four and looking towards that top spot. Let's move it on to a team that, that have been scoring a lot of goals with plenty of options up front, but they struggled today. It wasn't, wasn't their day. The mm. ball wouldn't go in after, I thought, great control. I thought they looked sound defensively. Um, totally bossed the game, 70-odd percent, but yeah. couldn't find a way through a Liverpool. Mm. Anything that you're concerned about um, with this, this nil-nil uh, game? Yeah. I mean, Southampton, a pretty good side at home. Yeah. What do you think? Not at all. Listen... We go into this game, Liverpool always score, can't keep clean sheets. So what happens? Liverpool don't score and they keep a clean sheet. I mean, this, this is the game we're on. I thought Jurgen Klopp almost summed the game up with, with the, his demeanour today. He was a bit wet, he had his hat on, he was quite static on, on the side, looked a bit glum. And, and his team worked hard. I think you saw in the front three, Mane, uh, Coutinho and Firmino, players who've been... On, on international duty, some have done a lot of travelling, have played a lot of minutes or uh, a couple of Brazil games that weren't quite at the very sharp. It's not saying they had bad games, but they weren't quite as sharp as maybe you would like. Firmino had a great chance, didn't he? Firmino had a great chance. chance to go through. My team had a good chance with the header. I mean, Klein on another day might sneak something in for Paso. So they had their moments, Rob. And I think Jurgen Klopp summed it up when he said, we didn't play well, but it's fine. As if like, okay, that's an off day and and that, we're going to have those, but at least on an off day when they didn't score, we yeah. didn't see any defensive mistakes. We saw a bit more of a solid um, back line that, that I think will have given him, him some pleasure. So I don't have, have a big problem with, with Liverpool. What, what I would say, Rob, and I, I wanted to try and think, OK, not quite as, as good as, as we've seen them as scintillating form. 
What if teams start to pack it in against this Liverpool team? What if the respect starts to grow as, as they get better and as they sit top of the table and people start mm. talking about them? I mean, Font and Van Dijk were excellent today. Excellent. Two, yeah, as really good a centre-back pairing as you'll get in this league, by the way. I mean, yeah, really Liverpool good. could do with those back two. Manchester United could do with those back two and wouldn't be any worse. But, but if teams start to pack it in as Southampton did today and were difficult to budge and are well-organised, I know they weren't quite on top of the game, but... That might be something that they have to encounter, Rob, as the season goes on. Because, you know, as you stay, as you get top of the league, teams treat you a little bit differently. Yeah, I agree with you there, mate. I think they're going to be fine. I think they're going to find a way through pack defences. Um, but we will take a break. And after which, we'll talk about Man City. Yaya Torre is back. Amazing performance from him today. Everton 1-1 against Swansea City when you just felt that Bob Bradley was going to get his first win for the Swans. It didn't happen. Um, lots to talk about. You're listening to the Two Robbies Football Show here on NBC Sports Radio. We'll be back in a tick. This is the Two Robbies Football Show. Listen 24-7, online or with the app, NBC Sports Radio, and NBCSportsRadio.com, because every day is game day. Welcome back to the Two Robbies Football Show. Now it's time for the Granger Get It Done Inbox, brought to you by Granger. Visit safety.granger.com for the information to help keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Today's question comes from Janet in Chicago. She asks, does this performance from Yaya Torre mean that he should start every week in City's midfield, Robbie Earl? Well, I'm not sure he should start every week, but what I think we saw was a new Yaya mindset and the old Yaya finishing. And, and at this stage of the season, Rob, we come to November, it's almost like they've got a new signing. They've signed mm -hmm. a top player who can mm -hmm. come into the football club. He, he demands the, 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 the respect and confidence of his teammates. And he can be a difference maker on the pitch. It's a perfect situation for Pep Guardiola. He says, Yoyo Toure has been fit and, and re ready to go for about four to six weeks. He's ready at the right time. And he's got his result from his man. I, I think this situation has been perfectly managed by mm. Pep Guardiola. Perfectly. From, from comments about him, from comments about his agent, about apologies, about getting back on track, about being a worker for the team. Obviously, Yaya Torre has done the right thing. He's got himself back on track. He's trained really, really hard. He's got himself back in the team. It's a smart decision to keep him on, on side and involved in the squad because you're right. He can be a huge player for this football club going forward. Here's what Pep Guardiola said about his midfield player afterwards. Yaya Torre is obviously going to steal the headlines. What was your view on his performance? Of course, for the two goals, but not just for that. So nobody has doubts about his quality. So uh, uh, in the last month, month and a half, his training session, his physical condition, his weight now is perfect. When he arrived, it was not like this. Now it's, it's, it's like a young, a young guy. And of course, we have a new player now to help us to achieve our target. It's interesting, isn't it? Because people are talking about new players and, and what he brings. And, and as you can imagine, some, some City fans have put out there that United have paid 116 million re record 
figure mm-hmm. for Paul Pogba. He's got two goals, and Yaya Toure's played one game, and he's got two goals. And, mm. you know, I was looking back at his record. Since he signed for Manchester City in 2010, Yaya Toure, talk about midfield, goal-scoring midfield players of, of his ilk. He's got 59 goals. Eddie Hazard's got 48 goals. Frank Lampard, obviously, who's been out of the league for a year or two now, has got 48 goals. One matter, 42. So... Just in terms of what this guy can produce, what this guy can give a team from central midfield, as, as well as his, his power, his, his running ability, his tackling, the goal threat, whether it's from set pieces, free kicks, clever one-twos as he does today. You know, he got 20 goals, in, I believe, in the title winning, winning season. This is a huge asset for Manchester City. And as you say, Pep Guardiola has done a great job of just making sure he's on, he's on side and he's going to get something out of it. And you contrast this, and I know they're different players, different, different stages of their career, but uh, Sebastian Schweinsteiger at Manchester United, how sort of discarded, we don't need you, you, you're out. I just think in football you never know wh- when you might need them. You never know what, thing, what things happen down the road. Devil's advocate, Robert. Let's, mm. let's quickly talk about the, the downsides with him. He can be lazy. He mm. can stroll around. He often is unfit. Mm. He's not a, a player that's going to help you yeah. defensively in midfield. Mm. That's, the, that's, the, yeah. that's the concerns with him. And there's other players, of course, that can play in there. But I just think it, it, it is good for him to be an option now and, and to be happy in playing with Pep. I mean, it just makes so much sense. Quick line on Crystal Palace. Ooh, ooh. What, what's going on? Ooh. Well, we're in, we're, in, we're in one of the, the, the Pardew bad runs. And, and, and he goes from one extreme to the the other, he's either flying, putting back-to-back wins together and going well, or, or he's completely other. That's five straight defeats, Rob, now. They're, they're one place above the relegation, sitting on 11 points. I mean, I looked at, on the stats of Crystal Palace. In, in the calendar year of 2016, they've got the fewest points of any team, 22 points. They've conceded the most goals. I mean, this is a team that, that, that has got much more ability than it's showing, should be comfortably mid-table, and... There's a real fear now that Alan Pardew has to knuckle down with this group of players and start letting them know where they, where they are. Because, Rob, you know, they're, they're only five points ahead of Swansea. You sit bottom of the table, and it's all tightening up down there. Other teams are going to get some, some results. West Ham will get results. Millsbury will nick a few. Leicester, all of a sudden, they could find themselves in, in, a, in, a, in a dirty fight that they wouldn't have expected. I don't see it. I don't see it. I get it, and I, and I know what you're saying, and I think it's an awful run. City at home is a, is a difficult match. Yeah. I still believe, I look at the lineup today and, and that team, it has to be okay. It has yeah, to be fine. It, it, it has to be, find a run. You've got Punch, you've got Zaha, you've got Kabai, mm. you've got Townsend, you've got Benteke, you've got Scott Dan back in there. So, yes, disappointing today mm. and, and disappointing run, but I have to think they've got enough players to get away from that, that uh, relegation zone. Yeah, you, you're probably right on that. Should we, should we turn our attention to, to mm. an interesting game at Goodison Park? Bob Bradley looking for his first win. He, he gets 1-0 up, good for Dickinson scoring, and, and then he, he's looking to, to um, get his first three points uh, as a Premier League manager, Rob. I mean, where, where, where does Bob Bradley go from here now? That, that's the number of defeats. His team have gone bottom of, of the table. So since he's been at the football club, although I think people can see the improvements and what he's been trying to do, the club have actually moved down now to, to the bottom of the table. Mm. It starts to become a little bit desperate, doesn't it, as we start to hit around the Christmas time, around the new year, the halfway point of the season? Well, you look at the lineup today, and he's brought back those centre defenders mm. of Jordi Amat and, and Federico Fernandez. Yes. Mm. He's got Jack Cork in the team to have a little look at him. So he's still he's still finding his way. But enough enough tinkering. Get your best mm. team, get him out there, and, and try but and get some probably results. he doesn't and, know that though, Rob. Yet does he? Is, I know yeah, he's, he's had five. I know he's had five, five weeks, games. but. 
You know, it, it, it's like trying to fit one in, trying to fit one out. You know, at some point it, it's got to start to happen. And, they, and you look, I was looking at the league because now they've gone bottom. And so you look, you're saying West Ham will be too good to, to be down there. Palace are too good to be down there. Middlesbrough and look like, you know, to, to nick a, a result on the road. Leicester should be too good to be down there. So all of a sudden you're looking at someone, you're thinking, well, who are they going to make the gap up on to, to get themselves out of trouble? I'll tell you what they've got to do. Their, their massive game is next Saturday. Crystal Palace mm. at home at Swansea. Now, if that's not a must win, I don't know what is. For so many reasons. For the points, for the conference. Well, you're talking one for the about Palace have got dangerous players, Rob. Players who yeah, can hurt you in the wide area. It's, so, it's not an easy game, but they've got to win it. So, the thing that this stands out to me, Rob, with Bob Bradley and his group, and I know he's only had a little time to work, but in terms of the game management, in terms of the tactic, in terms of what they, they're doing, I almost feel like, they've, you know, against Stoke City, they, you know, they were too open. We saw that game on a Monday night and it was too open. Against Manchester United, first off, they, did, they didn't shut United down, stop them playing. You know, today, they're two or three minutes from a massive three points and yeah, somehow... Do, do, you have a cut... problem, do you have a problem with the way that they, they shut up shop and, and, and try well, to you've got to do it with, it? With, with, to do you've that. got to do it with more defensive structure. You've got to do it with more concentration, with, with more determination. A ball's looping in the air to Seamus Coleman in and around your, your penalty box, six-yard box, and he's getting a free header, and I'm seeing Leroy Fur at the edge of the box. I think it's Jack Cork at the edge of the box, and, and they're letting Coleman go in there, Rob. I'm bodying him off. I'm making sure I'm tight. I'm heading out for a corner. I'm not letting anybody have a free header, at least a fullback, from that position, Rob, as the ball's looping in the air and, and dropping down. And... So what are we saying, though? Are we saying that this... I mean, where, where does the blame lie here? We know they lost some really good mm. players, important yeah. players in the summer, but they spent mm -hmm. money on, on, on various replacements. Yeah. I never felt, and I still don't believe, that this is a relegation squad. Now, I know we've heard that many times before, that teams are yeah. co too good to go down. Yeah. But I, 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 I think that... So do you the think they'll get out? Do you should... think, as they are, they will get out of, of the problems they're in? And they're six points, they're five points no, clear. I have no confidence in saying that. I've seen nothing to, to suggest mm. in the five games right now that Bob Bradley is going to find a way to get out of it. That being said, I think, you know, I, Francesco Guidolin, another tough question, yeah. Robbie Earl. Are yeah. they in a better position if he stays at the club? Yeah, because I think you knew what you were going to get. At the moment, I'm, I'm not sure week to week, I'm not sure what's happening in the training, what, what's happening, Robin. Listen, this is a story, obviously, a bit over this side of the pond that's going to keep running and running. And the longer he doesn't get those first three points, the, the more important it's going to be for, for Bob Bradley. So we'll, we'll keep an eye on that one on a busy Premier League Saturday after the international break. After the break, we'll cast our eye over the other games played today. Sunderland getting a good win against Hull. Jermaine Defoe reaching the Premier League landmark. Bournemouth and Watford getting important victories. And we'll look forward to tomorrow's match at the Riverside where Robbie Musto's Borough take on a Chelsea team who can go on, top Borough. of the table. We, we've got the Premier League covered on the Two Robbies Football Show every Premier League Saturday on NBC Sports Radio. With so many ways to tell us what's on your mind, you got no excuse. Send an email to the Granger Get It Done inbox. Email get it done at NBCSportsRadio.com. We are NBC Sports Radio, and our game never stops. Welcome back to the Two Robbies Football Show here on NBC Sports Radio. Now, before we finish this show, we've got to look back on some of the other games from today. Sunderland 3, Hull City 0. 
Everything rose you Sunderland. That's back-to-back wins now. Jafoe scores again. Anichibi gets There's two goals. Boy. It looks like a, it looks like a fantastic co- combination. Let, let's yeah, just absolutely. Take, let's just take a moment to, to, to tip our hat to Jermaine Defoe, 150th Premier mm. League goal. It's a very select group. And, and also, let's tip our hat to David Moyes because he, he's been quite brave in the last two weeks. He's he, he, Paired Anitra B with Defoe. They both scored against Bournemouth um, before the break. Both scoring again today. Anitra B getting two, Defoe getting one. So he obviously has got the feel there, you know, if they can go forward and, and, and maybe put teams under pressure, it's probably better than defending. The only downside, Papa Jalobaji got a, a red card. He's going to miss a game against Liverpool. That's going to be a big miss for them next week. But huge credit to David Moyes, who's just starting to turn things around for Sunderland at the right time. Yeah, and a quick line from Hull City, my goodness. Mm-hmm. Now they're on 10 points, they're third from bottom. Sunderland are on eight points, just three points away from the likes of West Ham United and Crystal Palace. Mm-hmm. So even though you see a club that looks like they're down and out and finished, they have got a chance to put a run together to stay in this league. Yeah, and we want to also mention a couple of other teams, Rob. I want to mention Watford, actually. They're sitting eighth in the table, and I have to admit, this was one of those teams where Walter Mazzari coming in at Kike Sanchez-Flores. I was thinking, mm, not sure about this change. Is it one too many? But he's got that system right with his three at the back. He's got those midfield players, Capu and Pereira, who can break forward. Barami sits in there, gives them a little bit of a shield. And I tell you what, they've got it going perfectly at the moment. And sitting on, what are they, 15 points at the moment, four wins on the season going very well big three points for them today uh, against Leicester yeah and I just pick up on on Bournemouth Bournemouth beating Stoke away from home we all thought Stoke was found some confidence they got Mm. good results on the spin they're up to mid table and you fancy them to beat a Bournemouth team that's kind of in the opposite they haven't been playing particularly well but that's the strength of the man Eddie Howe and the strength of this team and the strength of the squad they now sit in a lovely spot ninth place in the table Robbie Earl on 15 points Mm. they are staying in this league again for this year which is a fantastic achievement there's such a big gap now and the way that things are going they're going to be absolutely Fine. Yeah, they're, almost they're becoming a benchmark for some of the teams who are sitting below yeah. them. Teams like Sunderland and Swansea and West Ham and Palace, who you know just put some consistent results together, keep things on a level, and you know what, you, you can get results, Rob. Yeah, let's get a Middlesbrough, my old team, Ooh. Middlesbrough versus Chelsea tomorrow. Do we have to? Kickoff. Coverage starts at 10 a.m. on NBC SN. Mm. Um, whew, I mean, what Middlesbrough are you got you, three good results. Your boys. I mean, they've got decent results against Arsenal, decent results against Manchester City. So there's a blueprint there, isn't there, for Karanka in terms of packing it in, having the right balance between counter-attack, having players who can just change things in, in the last third uh, a little bit for Negredo. I'm not sure if Gaston Ramirez is, is, is available or is he missing. Um, no, he's this. back. He's, he's back from he's suspension, back to, So that will, that, will, that will certainly help. But um, feeling confident, Rob, against uh, a team who in good form, five straight wins now for, for Chelsea? I think it's going to be very difficult for Middlesbrough to get a result, I'll be honest with you. And I think they, they've had trouble scoring goals. Mm. And Chelsea have looked absolutely rock solid mm. defensively. So in, in the best scenario, Middlesbrough fans, I think, will be hoping for one goal. They might get mm. one goal. That's how hard it's going to be. And of course, at that, that side of things, they have yeah. to keep a, a clean sheet defensively. And they have been better defensively. But when you think about Chelsea, Rob, and the way that they've been playing, and those front players of Pedro, Hazard mm. and Costa, it's going to be so hard to keep them out. Yeah, you look at the system, Rob, since they've changed it five games ago, they went to a 3-4-3. They've scored 16 goals, conceded no goals. I think if, if I'm looking for, for something to hang on to if I'm Middlesbrough, I'd look at Liverpool before the break. What were the 6-1 winners against Watford were flying? And the break almost came for a bad time, didn't it? 
players went away on international duty, played lots, most of the players played lots of minutes and weren't quite themselves uh, today. You just wonder if Chelsea might be a little bit the same. You know, a lot of big players who've maybe gone and played international football, then they'll have the trip up to the Riverside, I mean, come back maybe on a Thursday. Sometimes, listen, those things can affect performance. And if they as resolute defensively, we've seen them against the likes of Man City, and if they can take one or two chances, whether they set pieces or counter-attacks, maybe, just maybe, that might be their chance of getting something out of the game, Rob. But, but I think it's different now. I think Antonio Conte is mm. such a stickler for detail, a stickler for attitude and for determination and focus. I, I just don't think at the moment that there, there's that bad day in them at the moment. And I think, you know, with the way that they're playing going forward, they've got the perfect balance mm. at the moment. And it's funny, you know, because it wasn't long ago before Antonio Conte said that they are a great team on paper, yeah. but they're not a great team on the pitch. My goodness, haven't they reacted well? And they now look a great team on the pitch as well as on paper. Stunning. I think it's going to be so difficult for Middlesbrough to get anything. There was, there was a bit of talk about maybe Costa and Hazard having slight knocks. I read somewhere they said you know they might have late fitness tests, but you know the way this team's going, so many interchangeable positions, interchangeable pieces, you don't feel as though that's going to stop momentum. And as you say, he, he's just got their focus back again, hasn't he, uh, Antonio Conte? It's almost like they'll go away from home and they'll put in the hard work that's required to get a result. Yeah, I think so. And it's going to be a fascinating game. The atmosphere mm. will be good there. Um, but you, you have to think that Chelsea will fancy their chances with the uh, October man, the manager of the month, Antonio Conte, to get the job done. Yeah, and don't forget West Brom v Burnley. That's Monday, 3 p.m. Eastern time on NBCSN. So that'll be an, another important game for those two teams. We'll be looking for three points on a dramatic match day 12 in the Premier League where Arsenal and United ha- happy with a draw. Liverpool, well, they didn't score and Spurs got a late winner at White Hart Lane. Just like to say thank you all for listening and remember you can catch us 5pm Eastern time each and every Premier League Saturday on NBC Sports Radio. And we're absolutely delighted you seem to be enjoying the two Robbies podcast. They can be downloaded from iTunes, so look forward to a Champions League special next Wednesday. And please remember to rate and review the shows. It goes a long way to spreading the word and making the content available to more football fans. And finally, for me, thanks to our wonderful team at Culver City, who do all the hard work to keep us on the air and running smoothly. Absolutely. And thanks to you, the listeners, for listening to the show, supporting the show, giving us your opinions. Uh, it was what makes us tick and what we need for the show. We'll be back next Saturday, same time, same place, to chat all the big stories in the Premier League. Until then, it's good night from me. And good night from him. Good night. Good night. Want to earn extra cash for the holidays? Amazon Flex is expanding in the San Francisco Bay Area. Opportunities in Richmond, Oakland, and Daly City. Earn around $20 to $27 an hour delivering packages with Amazon. All you need is a car, a smartphone, and some free time. This is a great opportunity to be your own boss, deliver when you want, and make extra money. With Amazon Flex, you'll have flexible hours and great earnings. To get started, download the app at flex.amazon.com. That's F-L-E-X amazon.com. You must be at least 21 years old. Limited opportunities available. Get started at flex.amazon.com. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.
Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Yeah, the charcoal mask. Great, because why would I put that on my face when I could drop it in my sink? This is what I get for multitasking. Ugh, why is charcoal so sticky? <clears throat> Hello? Hey, Janice. I am so sorry. I thought I was on mute. <laughs> no, we don't need to reschedule. I'll just stay off camera. Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed.